This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. <laughs> a powerful woman is one who is deeply connected to herself. She is a woman who listens and takes action upon the internal guidance she feels. A powerful woman can emanate a magnetically palpable presence without saying a word. She can be surrounded by chaos and be at peace inside herself because she knows she has access to the source within her and all around her. She knows that she is the source. She knows that her compassion, love, gentleness, strength, feminine beauty, grace, Joy, anger, passion, her shadows and darkness are her power. A powerful woman can go unnoticed because she chooses to. She can blend into the trees in a forest, or she can stand on a stage with a spotlight shining on her, sharing her wisdom, her humor, and passion to a captivated audience. A powerful woman knows she has the power to choose how to be, where to be, or who to be if she listens. Her internal language is the language of the world speaking from within through her feelings and her body. And outside, she witnesses the world speaking to her through color, sound, story, music, and people, all the things that she loves. She is life, and life moves through her. When we accept this power, we can learn to enjoy it and truly feel pleasure in this aspect of ourselves. Valeria Telles interviews Jane Cormack, the author of Language of the Feminine. Awaken the source of your creative, intuitive, and sensual self. Jane Cormack inspires and supports women around the world to reconnect with their feminine intelligence, their intuition, natural rhythm, creativity, and power. Ultimately, guiding women back to their true nature so that they trust in their own voice and have courage to make new or bold choices, recognize and embrace their unique expression, Feel a sense of home and belonging within themselves and in the world, aware that their voice, presence, and purpose matters. Jane focuses on the holistic empowerment of women with an emphasis on feminine embodiment, cyclical living, grounded spirituality, and creativity. She has led workshops, retreats, classes, and circles, and offered mentorship for women for 13 years. Her latest online program, The Language of You, Trust Your Voice, Uncover Your Gift, guides women through a deep and rich personal exploration and adventure that brings them to a place in which they're more connected to the essence of who they are, aware of where to put their energy and focus, and how to use their voices. Meet Jane at janecormack.com. Here is the interview with Jane Cormack.
in your own words, who is Jane Cormack? Jane is uh, a creative and a creator and a human being in evolution and constant evolution. Yeah, that's it. In a nutshell, I would say. So my second official question is about this idea of being a powerful woman. How would you describe what that is to be a powerful woman? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I think the the sort of concept of power that we are shown uh, by society and um, through the media is potentially, you know, quite loud or pushy or uh, taking up a lot of space. But I think that power can also be a very quiet presence and a connectivity to who you really are, connection to to earth, to life, to your own rhythms. It's also about self-knowing and awareness that you have a power to make choices and change those choices as you move through life. So I think the whole concept of power and what we call power is not necessarily what power actually looks like or what it is. It can look like many different things. And I think the main thing is that a powerful woman knows she has that presence and that power and how to work with it and utilize it when she needs to. What is like to live, to experience this life from that space of knowing who we are? And who are we really, Jane? <laughs> I know you you answered that question quite for yourself, but in general, can you define that for all of us? Oh, it's a big question. Yeah, who are we really? I think it I think it depends on your belief systems and what you believe. And everyone has different beliefs or holds different beliefs. Um, from my perspective, we are divine humans. So we're in a human body, having an energetic and spiritual experience as well as a human experience. And my belief is that we're all aspects and all connected and part of the whole um, something much bigger and larger and incomprehensible, actually, to our human minds. Um, we're having an experience together and we're all expressions of what I would call source, source energy. And we're living those expressions out in the different ways that we do. And who we are is all, we're all similar and we're all connected but we all have our individual flavor so to speak or what I call our language and that's the expression of who we are uh, is different for each of us. Speaking of these unique expressions talk to me about your work and how you guide others to express themselves in the way that they meant to is that something that it's already pre disposed, already predestined, or we can change our expressions here in the human body? Mm. Um, I absolutely feel that we can, we can change our expressions. I think what is uh, true that 
is there from the day we're born is the essence or the energy signature of who we are. There's a certain flavor, as I said, that comes through. But the way that we choose to express that flavor or that essence can change throughout our life. So it's not connected to a specific um, career or job or uh, purpose. It's uh, an ever-changing thing. And it's something that um, I guide women to return to that essence because we can get disconnected in our, in our minds from it and from our ourself um that core essence that energy signature and um coming back to it and finding ways to reconnect with it brings us more into alignment with then making choices that are really supportive of the gifts we have the natural gifts we have and the talents we have uh, that have are just there but also you know we we have we develop skills through our life that match those gifts or talents so I also believe that you know we can have a natural gift but maybe not develop the skills that um can express it fully for example like learn learning the guitar you know to to express yourself through song if I understand it because I try I I tend to uh, refer to nature every time I think about human beings, myself, of course, um, study myself and being aware of what this is. So I always kind of try to connect back to nature because I believe we are not separate from nature. We are nature. Mm. So when you say that we can change the expression of that self, of, the, of that unique beingness. So I'm wondering if, like nature, we have apple trees they can never, ever grow oranges, per se. That's something that is there in their nature, to give apples, to grow apples and not oranges. So is that kind of what you're saying, that we can change the flavor in a sense of, it has nothing to do with career or anything like that, but I wonder how much choice do we really have when we are coming from that seed, let's say the apple tree, and I have my seed is the apple seed. <laughs> I can never grow oranges. So I'm wondering what the idea of choice. How are we choosing to be somehow different? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that when I said about being born with sort of flavor or essence and that energy signature, I, I believe that that stays with us through our whole life. Um, when I'm talking about expression, the, the things that we choose to do with that energy signature. Um, and, and I think that that's what can change. So if you decide to be an artist and you want, you have the desire to paint and that really lights you up, but later in life you get drawn to look at science or geometry and that might be then included in your art. So it's, you know, following what, lights us up and following what our desire our ever evolving desires are calling us to uh, so the the expression can change but the energy signature stays if i can picture visualize a, an apple tree being a human being and trying to express itself in the world more expensively trying to do something different than 
that tree would become a cook or a pastry chef and then make apple pies <laughs> or apple everything, anything that has to do with apples. So they'll be the most authentic, would be the best, right? The best pastries we'll ever eat anyway. <laughs> Does it make sense, Jane? Yeah, yeah. I like that analogy. And I, I, I don't know if it's so like specific as in uh, <laughs> yeah. we're, all, we're always going to produce apples. But, um, no, yeah. Some of us will produce oranges and mangoes and, <laughs> and there will be different flavors. <laughs> but what you said about the connection with nature, um, I also coming back to that true essence is coming back to the realization that we are nature. We are part of nature and that we come from ancestry that, and we're one species amongst many, many other species and we have this animalistic nature as well. So there's a, a wildness and a primal aspect to our nature that, you know, come, has become more domesticated over time. So returning to or tapping back into that original essence is also about that reconnecting to the animalistic part or the part of us that realizes and knows in our being that we we are our nature and we're connected to nature and the moving seasons and rhythms of nature. Mm. Um, mm. Feminine intelligence. What is that flavor? You talk about flavor. I love that idea because then it can be, we can actually feel it. It becomes a feeling actually. So talk to me in the flavor of feminine intelligence. Feminine intelligence is more the non-linear organic intelligence so it's not structural um it's the intuition it's the knowing that exists in our being it's our ability to communicate through movement through the intelligence of our menstrual cycles and the intelligence of our bodies it's expressions that come through color, through art, through things that are imperceptible to the eye, perhaps. It's an expression of energy and it's many different things. But this feminine intelligence is something that exists in everybody, in all species and in life and in nature. And it's you, you could exchange the word feminine for organic intelligence. So we don't necessarily have to use that word, but um, I think using that word feminine and masculine helps us to understand and define something that's ultimately undefinable, really. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's all, all the aspects of us that are kind of non-structural and organic. So when it comes to intuition, does it help us to return to that essence we spoke earlier, natural essence of us? How do we know? Uh, that has been, for me, not a challenge because I have been now much better at it. But I still kind of sometimes I just find myself in that playful uh, mode of not knowing really what to choose and what to do next. And then I rely on my intuition and the intuition is extremely p playful too. And then just brings me back to this, the unknown every time, the trust aspect. So talk to me for a moment about that. 
I love that you use the word playful because it, yeah, it can be a very playful experience or in, interaction between life and, and us, this um, way that intuition shows up or the way that I, I, I'll call intuition a language as well because the way it lands in each individual person is different and it can be you know similar but you know intuition for some people is a very visceral physical experience within the body um for other people it's an image or picking up on um sound or um something that lands in your mind's eye or a word or there are multiple ways that intuition works for different people and that's part of their language and part of what I feel helps them understand what their essence and what, and what their language is, the very way that their intuition shows up for them. But I also love what you said about, you know, that place of being in the unknown, because we don't always know. And, it, you know, how is it to be in that place of not knowing with the trust that at some point you will know, or there will be a knowing or a, mo a movement towards a step towards any direction creates that knowing rather than staying in sometimes a stagnant place. It depends. You know, sometimes that place of not knowing can be very expansive and you're just in this sort of void place for now. And, you know, often it's um, our minds that desire to get things going and have things move faster and wise things you know, not clear. Why is it not happening? And but can you be in that place of not knowing and sink into it and find the allow the knowing to land when it does? So that's one aspect of it. And also the yeah, just the other piece was that you know, if you're in that space for too long, then taking a step in any direction can help for that clarity and knowing to land. So I'm wondering who am I trusting or what am I trusting? Would you say that it's our, our own energies? In my case, it, it seems like that's what it is. That's a great question. Yeah. Who or what are you trusting? Um, yeah. Because there's so much, we're so influenced by our environment, we're so connected to the environment and the people that we spend time with that we pick up on a lot. So it can be very easy to get pulled around or feel distracted or not know, is that feeling mine or is it this other person's? Or And so I feel like that's why coming back to your nature and your essence and the central core of you helps to actually differentiate between what is the feeling in you that's guiding you in a certain direction um, and what is coming from the outside or someone else's voice. So I think trust can, it's a, it's a sort of multi-layered thing as well because it's also guidance can come from you know, the messengers and that come across their paths and say a word or point us in a certain direction. And it's a feeling and people describe it in different ways. You know, it, like I said before, that how that language lands in you can be a visceral physical experience um, and just a, a knowing, okay, this 
that feels good, that feels expansive, that feels uh, light, that feels, I, I feel excited, I feel a curiosity. So those are on indications of you know, trusting to follow a certain impulse or direction. And that doesn't mean that there isn't challenge or pain on that path either, because I really feel that, you know, that's part of our expansion and you know, getting our teeth into meat, you know, meatiness of uh, experience in life. And it's not all love and light and um, pretty all the time. So all this, as you say beautifully, is the language of life. So it is speaking, it is talking. And I trust that, that whatever it says in whatever way is the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That takes being very open, doesn't it? That sense of control is lost. And then now it's just um, merging back uh, with life and being life itself. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, yeah, this sense of our need to control situations and orchestrate the outcomes when in fact it's not really in our control we have you know we have choice and we have control over the choices we make and how we react to certain situations but it's yeah a certain aspect of us needs to surrender into the fact that we don't have control over other people and over other things and other people other people's choices it really feels like we do, right? That's the, something that I have, I have worked on oh, for years now. And then just recently, I would say over a year or maybe more, a year and a half, then it's, I'm losing that sense of not just of control, but it is um, choice. I don't subscribe to that anymore. Something in me doesn't really trust that anymore, that I have a choice, that I can choose anything because there's no I here. Too, which is going even further. Like there's no, that center called I, the me. So it's more like this expansive space that, as I mentioned earlier, it has merged back with life. And then everything now is a dance. I call it a dance. It's just everything, life doing what it does through this body, your body, and everybody's bodies, and then nature, and then everything else that's here. It's just this beautiful. I mean, to me, romantically, I say it's beautiful because for some reason it comes to me that this is a miracle. Just to be here in a human body, it's already fulfillment. To be here now mm. talking to you, it's already it's fulfillment, destination and journey at the same time. Mm. Mm. I love the analogy of the, well, the, or the experience of life as a dance or everything as a dance and interactions as a dance i still i feel that we <laughs> yeah, there, we choice. <laughs> there is there is choice you, you choose yeah. to make a cup of tea in the morning and you choose to eat uh, lunch yeah. and to <laughs> go outside so we do make choices <laughs> every day even if they're tiny small choices but yeah there's that I think the, the human experience point of view and also the very expansive spiritual perspective as well. And, and maybe it's both. It's both at the same time. It's not necessarily one or the other. Yeah. It really feels like we are making choice, doesn't it? 
it feels like. Like if a tree could really talk, she would say, probably, oh, I chose to make apples. <laughs> I chose to be, but not really. It's just a tree that, that grows what it grows, that does what it does without verbal language. But it's, that's an interesting thing about language, the way you speak. So it can be anything. So it's not just using words, obviously. We refer to language as we connect language to words. But language is everything, isn't it? It's everywhere. Absolutely, yeah. And everything has a language. Uh, I feel everything has a, an energy and an expression and um, communicates something about what it is just by being what it is um, and linguistic language is some, something structural that we've created uh, and it didn't hasn't always existed so we've developed language over many hundreds of years uh, to communicate in the way that we do and obviously there's many linguistic languages but at the same time we're communicating in many other ways that are not visible or audible to some people um, but but it's still happening. It's still there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I love the way you say that because it's so true. It really resonates with me that everything, just by being whatever it's here, it's so already a language. It's an expression of that, that it is. Yeah, that's coming from an expensive space. That is just, um, oh, I love that for some reason. But I know that it's a very challenging message to be communicated that there's no choice and that we are just doing what we do because that's the essence. That's actually exactly what we're supposed to be doing. And that's one that's for whoever is there trying to control life itself. It's a, a tough one <laughs> that this is already fulfillment. So you wrote the book, A Language of the Feminine, Awaken the Source of Your Creative, Intuitive, and Sensual Self. Talk to me for a moment, Jane, about the main intention and also the inspiration to write your book. Yeah, I wrote that. I published it um, in 2016, and I spent four years writing it, about 15 years just living and experiencing what has been expressed through that book. And the seed of it started um, actually when I was about 20 years old, after I read The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, which is a very famous book. And he talk, talked about the language of the world in that book. And it landed in me and stayed there. And after you know a few years, I forgot about that book. <laughs> but that that. Um, concept stayed with me and I went traveling around the world and lived in a lot of different places and started to notice this language in the way that life was communicating with me and me with life um, and how those messages and communications would show up in different ways um, and I just became more aware of it over time and started writing pieces about it and at some point um, it felt like the right moment to write a book. I always wanted to write and I love writing and that's a form of expression that comes very naturally to me and a path that really lights me up. So, so the book started as exploring this concept of the language of the world and our connection to life 
and it developed over the course of four years. At the same time, I was teaching workshops to women working with creativity, with meditation. Um, then I got deeper into feminine uh, intelligence, feminine presence. I started exploring menstrual awareness. And all of that began to weave together into what has become the book. And I didn't come up with a title. <laughs> it took me a long time to find that title and to bring it all together in a way that really landed and that I could own um, awaken the source of your creative, intuitive and sensual self felt like something I had really experienced and could really own. And the language of the feminine felt like a, a beautiful way to express and bring together all these different pieces of uh, what end has ended up in the book. It's beautiful, though. I love the messages. And what a beautiful title. It's very inspiring. For some reason, that's interesting because I try not to take sides on femininity, be dualistic. So I really mm -hmm. love the idea of navigating this reality from a place of wholeness, like everything is included and it's just life expressing itself in unique ways uh, without creating separation. But For some reason, being the female body, it always comes up over and over. Yeah, the beauty, the gifts of what is to be a woman, to dwell in that feminine energy. It's really beautiful from my perspective. You see that too. <laughs> yes, and, and it, I've had a lot of feedback from men who've read the book as well and really uh, gotten a lot from it as well. So it is for men too, because that, as we said you know, before, that feminine intelligence exists within You know, everybody within men and women, it's not a gender, it's an, an energy and an mm, essence. Right. Thank you for saying that. And you also have created the program that it's connected to the book, the ideas in the book, the language of you, trust your voice, uncover your gift. How does it work and how can the listeners access your program? Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so that emerged and evolved from pieces of the book. And it felt like, you know, it's, it's, what I've written in the book is quite a vast topic, really. It's quite expansive. It covers a lot of different areas. Um, and so there needed to be a, a first step. And the first step really is to understand who you are and connect with the language of who you are. And so this became the first piece um, of working in this way with women. Um, it will expand, the, you know, into other pieces in the future. But I've already, the, the course is running right now, actually. But it's a, an eight-week online program in which we explore together this language of who you are. So reconnecting with the the essence and the energy signature um, practices to reconnect with your inner home and your most natural self um, and to work with your intuition as well and to find what your evolving desires are leading you towards. So, you know, we don't, obviously we can't cover and we won't cover everything about who you are in the course of eight weeks. So what I say to you know, the women who join is that trust what 
aspects of you emerge in the moment and through the journey of the course because they are the aspects that are ready to be seen and heard and worked with and expressed. So it's about you know, present moment, what's going on for you right now um, and what aspects of you are coming up for asking for your attention right now. Yeah, that's it. It's an eight-week online program and um, people can sign up to my mailing list to find out when it's going to be live again because we are in the second week of it right now. Wonderful. So you have, you cover uh, lots of amazing topics. The modules, so just um, going over them. Module one, Mastural Magic, and then two, Body three, ancestor, ancestor gold, four, giving and receiving, five, purpose, six, creativity, embodied, and then you have seven, home and sanctuary. And then you also have a last one, which is not uh, labeled as a module, but it says integrate, celebrate. I read the description of your work and it says, uh, your work focuses on holistic empowerment of women with an emphasis on feminine embodiment, psychical living, grounded spirituality and creativity. I love that description, of course. Everything has to do with the work of healing. It, it really comes to me, which liberates us to be more joyful, more spontaneous, more playful, really. Yeah, I love working with creativity. That's really a part of my own essence is um, through the arts, because everything can be creative. But um, I love working through the arts with music, paint, color, movement, photography, all of these pieces. So that's something I love to include in my any any work that I do um, to have a tangible form of expressing what is there in the moment and yeah every module is is very rich and we go deep but we also have fun because it's a pleasurable kind of unfolding this you know self-discovery and discovering your language um, can be a joyful experience um, even when those shadows or pain or challenges come up it's how we work with them that um, is important. What is another word for feminine? Organic. Yeah. And what are three things about life you wish everyone to experience before they lose the body? Ooh. Love, joy, human experience. Thank you so much again for your organic wisdom, the work you do, this is beautiful and sincere desire to help others and everything else in between. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your work, your books, products, services, programs, and future projects? Yep, you can go to my website, which is janecormack.com. And also I'm on Instagram at jane.cormac, but you can access that through my website as well. And that's where I'll show up with my programs. My book is there as well. And um, if you join my, my community, my mailing list, then you can stay updated with 
uh, articles and new programs and new books when I eventually write another one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. I'll have your website address on your podcast profile too. Thank you so much again, Jane, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Jane Cormack and her work, please visit janecormack.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org/podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now. <laughs>